Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. Once again, recording live from IT Nation in Orlando, Florida. And you can hear by the ambiance, I am live. I am out in the hallway above the stairwell in a very echoey location. But we're going to make it work. I'm going to filter everything out in my semi-edit phase. But right now, just to let you know, I am joined by Matt Fish with Fort Mesa, one of the pitching contestants from this year. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm 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 from New York, and but right right now it's blue skies and palm trees, and when I go home, it's probably going to be snowing. I was going to say <laughs> that white stuff that we don't have to deal with down here. Yeah. Uh, what was it when were you there right before coming here? Yeah. How, yeah. How was here. it? Uh, well, I got to vote first of all. Okay. But then straight on the plane, it was uh, cloudy, uh, 30s. All the plants are dead. You know. So 30s down here would mean iguanas falling out of trees. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that won't be happening anytime soon. But, uh, well, glad you can get down here. I see you still dressed like you're in New York. <laughs> got I got to dress the part. You know, we get up on stage here at IT Nation. Right. So, all right. So we first met back in June. Actually, I looked it up. It was uh, episode 498. You were one of the Pitch It contestants. Unfortunately, you didn't make the final three here, but you're still here and uh, doing well, it looks like, in the community. People know who you are, and uh, tell me how life's been. Uh, life's, life's great. So I think when we talked last, um, we had just begun working with uh, CompTIA. Um, okay, yeah. We're, uh, you know, we, we've, got, um, we've got a bunch of partners on the platform, but what happened back in the summer was we, uh, we signed a deal with CompTIA to support their Trustmark program. And they've got almost a thousand solution providers signed up to go through their Trustmark. Um, so we, we, we're working with about a hundred of those members right now, and 35 more next week. Um, it's a really exciting time for us. And of course, uh, you know, we're I'm in vendor land, and quarter four is uh, always a blowout. Uh, but we're here at IT Nation. We're signing partners. Um, you know, it's the year of compliance, and it's an exciting time to be a compliance vendor. So our, let me let me ask this ridiculous question. I mean. Are you trying to catch up and get any final numbers before the end of the year? You know, we're, we're really focused on establishing um, relationships. So we're racking up partner counts is what we're looking at. Um, but more importantly, you know, we're launching, um, you know, we, 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 we have been from the beginning really focused on what makes a partner successful. And so we work with them a lot in marketing and sales, how to sell cybersecurity, how to map their stack to security outcomes, how to interpret different standards, how to get their customers assessed, get documentation created. Um, and, and now we've got, you know, we're, we're working with more than 150 uh, partners and we're looking forward to the next thousand. And so what that means is peer groups, it means workshops, um, and it probably means a, a workplace, uh, sorry, a marketplace um, okay. for, for solutions. So you mentioned a little bit about what you do in that whole description stuff, but for people, when they hear Fort Mesa, they don't think cybersecurity. So for people that may not know, uh, just quickly tell us exactly what Fort Mesa does. Yeah, so um, we help service providers own, own the cybersecurity roadmap. Um, we do that with uh, compliance workflows that help the service provider during the sale phase or the account discussion phase with their end clients, discovery phase. Um, once you've right-sized your customer into the right security plan in terms of a destination, uh, we help with the project management. 
Um, the idea is to take the hundreds of things that need to happen throughout a year to succeed in a plan for standards-based cybersecurity and use JIRA-like workflows to make sure the right tasks delivered to the right technician or, or the right person at the right time, and then make sure evidence is collected. And then, you know, it really makes audits a cinch. It makes it easy to get cybersecurity insurance. It helps your customers do things like comply with CMMC, NIST 800-171. Um, of course, there's the, the CompTIA Trustmark. We love CIS controls, and, you know, we do a lot of work around getting getting providers aligned with CIS controls. And, um you know, it's 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 a time for our industry because um, I, you know, I was a service provider for many years to really grow up and um, formalize what we're doing the same way accountants and lawyers have done. Now, am I correct? You were an MSP at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked um, I worked with uh, core business systems, and uh, I had my own MSP um, and managed some core systems for for some and clients, but I also worked with a bunch of other MSPs, um, and they brought me in to support their practices, doing things like banking cores, EHRs. So, I mean, I, I've been in the industry a long time, um, became, a, became a dedicated uh, cybersecurity practice manager uh, close to 10 years ago, uh, but Fort Mesa really grew out of the fact that every, every MSP needs to be doing cybersecurity practice management, and there's not enough people to go around that have been doing it for 20 years. You know, we really need um, better software, e- easier workflows, and we need, a, we need a, a team and a community that can support service providers in that, like I said, growing up, formalizing their practice around cybersecurity standards. I think what I liked about your presentation uh, when I was looking at all the pitch it stuff is that you were looking at it from a holistic standpoint. It wasn't just, hey, here's a tool, and this right. will cover you. Uh, it was more of looking at your total stack, looking at your total practice, and making sure you're doing everything uh, in some form or fashion. And that, I like that approach. Yeah, I mean, providers bring different strengths to the table. A lot of them are technically minded, but even among those that are technically minded, they tend to be really focused on some types of technology over other types of technology. And so... You know, part of formalizing cybersecurity is being well-rounded, and our team's job is to make sure that happens. That you know, if you need support in one area, we either match you up with another partner who can mentor you, or we support you directly. Um, but or, or maybe it's having the cybersecurity conversation with your customer, or maybe it's learning how to deal with cybersecurity documentation. You know, doing the doing doing the security configurations is one thing. But how do you document that in a way that an auditor is going to give you a thumbs up is a whole other whole other game. <laughs> That's always the case. Or an insurance provider is going to yeah. give you insurance for the next year because they have clamped down on that. They have. You know, this year, this last twelve months was scary. So, um, at, at quarter four last year into the, the beginning of this year, um, the credit markets, uh, sorry, the, the, the risk markets for cybersecurity insurance were in a in a bit of freefall. Um, they had overcommitted to cybersecurity policies. There was a lot of claims. And what that meant was there wasn't enough capacity left. And right. that's like jargon. I'm using jargon right now. There wasn't enough money to pay everybody. There, there wasn't enough um, leverage in the carrier market to give everyone cybersecurity insurance. Never mind, pay out. Right. <laughs> and so they had to deny a lot, of, a lot of policies. And what that meant was if you were in the half of companies that was the most risky... You literally could not get cybersecurity insurance. There was a period of last year, it was nearly half the year, where half of companies, no matter how much they paid, could not get cybersecurity insurance. Mm. And so if you want to be in the half of companies that can reliably get cybersecurity insurance, you need to be less risky. You need to document why you're less risky, and you need to be able to prove it on demand. 
All right, that means I need to start uh, getting myself ready because I, I had to jump through some hoops last year just for my company, let alone yeah, helping te- my clients. Techie, you know, for your, for your company, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think it's, it's hard as a service provider to get those tech E&Os, and they can be expensive. Certainly, the more security you have in place, the easier it is, the cheaper it is. Uh, but, you know, there were some end clients, um, believe it or not, marketing agencies. There was a period of last year where if you were in marketing, doing any kind of marketing work, you couldn't get cybersecurity insurance. The, the carriers were scared that you had too much private consumer information. Mm. And they just deny on every single one of them if you were in the marketing vertical. Well, not just having that information, but as a marketing expert, you're not designed to mitigate risk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. And that's, that's why. That's why wow. they were getting denied. I think it's, it's loosened up a little bit, but yeah. that can happen at any moment. Yeah. Um, Certainly can tighten back up at any time. Another major ransomware attack um, just around the corner. <sighs> All right, Matt, we started talking too much business there. <laughs> so, well, so how, we're, we're, we're both geeks, though, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what happens. This is, this is what we do. This is what we do. Now, in terms of the conference and just being here, not just coming down from New York and enjoying our lovely weather, uh, what are you thinking about the conference so far? Uh, did you enjoy the block party last night? <laughs> I did not enjoy the block party. No? I did 17 hours as a vendor on my feet. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but uh, I heard it was exciting. Yes. Uh, there's some younger members of our team that, you know, have the ability to enjoy those things. Ah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, I did get to meet a lot of our, a lot of our community here, uh, made some friends, met, met some old friends. I think that's, that's one of the great things about coming to an event like this, uh, but also seeing new things. You know, I, I think um, there's a lot of new things every year in our industry, yep. um, and you got to get out to see it. Got you. Got to make these events. Listen, I, I almost didn't come. It's a three-hour drive. That's a lot for me. <laughs> so, But I made it, and, uh, of course, I had to... Uh, what's the best word? I had to honor what Sean Lardo did for <laughs> us this summer and uh, finish up the pitch it commitment. And, then, of course, the chance to see people uh, meet not just the vendors, but... Uh, a lot of other MSPs that are local here and some that flew in that I hadn't seen for a while. So it's a good time. Good time. And uh, you guys are busy at the booth, so I wish you guys continued success and growth. Thank you. And we'll see you uh, down the road. Great. Talk to you soon. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. And uh, we'll be back soon. I've got another couple of interviews here. It's not quite Radio Row, but it is live at IT Nation. We'll see you soon. Holla. Holla.